Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Hey everyone, BT here and welcome to Inside the Episode. Today we're going inside the episode titled Live Your Life and we are living our best one right here on the Successful Mind Podcast. So let's get started on this. Let's do it. All right, so David, you began this episode by posing what would appear to be a very simple question. (laughs) Very simple. Are you living the way you want or are you living the way you think you have to? Can you share how distinctively different those two questions kind of are? Yeah, I really can. Um, What's interesting is this. Almost everyone, and I say almost because it's probably the majority of the people on the planet. I don't need to know everybody to be able to see patterns all all over the world. Almost everyone is raised by somebody that is teaching them to live their life the way that they think it should be lived. And it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how your parents and the teachers, the clergy, clergy, society, whatever, it doesn't matter how they think you should live. The whole idea is that this is what they think. So from a very early age, we're taught to think based on the information that other people are giving us. When we start to move into the choices of that becomes our life, if we don't ever ask the question, am I choosing this because this is what I want? Or am I choosing this because this is what people told me or directed me to choose most of my life? We never get to what it is that we want. It has to be a serious question. Otherwise, automatically, we will find ourselves living some version of a life other people suggested to us. And what's really unfortunate is that people will go to their grave doing this and never even realizing that they didn't live the life that they wanted. Wow. Yeah, it's really interesting to think of all the people who have come through your doors and have worked with you that have been able to see that in themselves and go and live their life versus the life that they were told they should live. Yeah. And I think it's it, it made me immediately think of like the huge role that a parent plays in the, the growth of their child, very, very. allowing them to live their own life when you just want to save them and protect them and do things for them. You don't allow them to live their own life and you want them to be something that they're maybe not. It made me think from the parent side of things, but it also made me think about what my parents did. And, and you know, it wasn't bad or anything, but I really am still to this day trying to find out maybe who I am and what life yeah. I should be leading. And I'm a, you know, I'm getting older every, every minute of the day. And yeah. I think, am I ever going to get there? Am I ever going to figure this out? So I, it's just, well, I think, so the point is, is that you're asking the questions and you're doing the exploration. That's more than, sure. than, than most people do. Um, but the idea behind it is, I think there's this place of honesty that we have to get to within inside of ourselves and, ask ourselves, is this really what I want? I I went through an experience where I was in a relationship. One day, I was horrified by something, a realization. I couldn't tell if I was choosing things because this is what I wanted or if I was choosing things to make somebody else happy. Mm. I literally couldn't tell the difference. And I thought to myself, if I can't tell the difference... I'm probably choosing to make somebody else happy, and I'm not even getting close to 
what I want. So that that started a whole new road for me to go down in the idea of what's really going on inside of me and am I being honest with myself all along the way? Because here's the deal. First, it's other people telling you what you want before you have the ability to think about it or reject it. And a lot of times you're like, oh, I want to be like dad or I want to be like mom or uncle, whoever, whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. you idolize sure. things when you're a kid. Sure. And then you start to convince yourself that this is what you want because you don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. You don't want to make somebody unhappy. You got married and the idea of getting unmarried is, is scares the hell out of you. You've got kids. Other people are now affected by your decisions. So we just convince ourselves. I'll be, I'm fine. It's okay. It's not that bad. You know, it could be a lot worse. I could have this. And we're not really thinking about what we want. We're thinking about not having to go through the discomfort of changing. Yeah. And that's rough for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. It may, you know, it does remind me that there's a lot of people out there that are in that same boat and they're going to, they're going to take it to their grave because they're in a place of maybe Dude, it's the majority of the world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're leaving someone else's life. that's really not our own, but because it's so difficult to change and adapt, you're just going to live there. But I can't imagine the awareness that it took for you. Like, thank goodness that you're, you know, awake to the point where you had that awareness of maybe I'm not living my life. I'm, I'm making this decision based on someone else. And had you not, you, who knows where you'd be or who knows what, how different your life would be. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this show that are, are starting to question a little bit about maybe where they're at too. Well, you know, one of the things that woke me up to it was that when, when I started to change and I started to do things different and I started making decisions based on what I wanted, I was absolutely shocked by how many people around me were upset by the decisions that I was making. And I was not making decisions like that hurt anybody, but because those decisions really upset the comfort zone within those other people that were in my life and they were literally freaking out about those decisions. I really, and, and I, and then I would find myself like trying to dumb it down a little bit or maybe not moving ahead as fast as I could or, or, you know, all of that stuff was going on. I was like, what the hell am I actually doing here? What am I doing? And, and that's when it led me to the one day where I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Am I choosing this because of what I want or not to make that person upset? Interesting. And it's so interesting too, that the that so many people around you were judging you for your decision when it really has no bearing. We should allow people to make their own decisions right. all the time, right. but they wanted to meddle, I guess maybe is the right word. Well, it scared them. I mean, yeah, it, it the, disrupts their safety, It right? disrupts their safety. The truth is, is that because these were intimate relationships, if I had screwed up, it would definitely affect them. Sure. There's absolutely no question. But you cannot live your life because who you want to be upsets your husband or your wife right. or your kids or your parents or whatever. Yeah. It's, you just can't live that way. And yet many people choose to live that way all of their life. Yeah. It's your life. You know, you yeah. get one crack at it, make it, make it count. You just get one shot. Well, for this episode, you were working primarily from God works through faith and specifically around the chapter on will. And you mentioned that will just means the ability to hold an idea in your mind and keep it there. You went on to say that everyone has the ability to do that. Can you briefly talk about the power of will and how it relates to encompassing that successful mind? Yeah. So the will is basically one of our intellectual factors. And it'll, it's, it's focus. It gives us the ability to focus. So it is the, it is the, the conscious construct 
of the organization of a, of a thought, getting it down into a, a single focus for a direction, and then holding it there with your will so that you can get directed to a very specific outcome. Without doing that, people bounce back and forth all over because they're allowing random thoughts to disrupt the focus of what it is that they actually should be focused on if they want an outcome that they say that they want. Yeah, that's why the focus is so important in this step. You can't Incredible. have it. You can't have no. it. You're not going to get there without that intense focus on that one thing that you're striving right. for. And I think that's absolutely uh, very well received. And I think people are going to really get a lot out of just that simple answer. Uh, you talked about your own struggles with anger very early on as it pertained to going through life with the worry and the fear and the doubt that you wouldn't get something or that you wouldn't get it in time or that you're not good enough. And this is really early on before you were even were on this sort of journey. Um, you mentioned it, that the key to breaking through was accepting responsibility, personal responsibility, that you were the cause of all that you were experiencing. All All these years later, excuse me, would you mind just sharing a little bit around that process it took to get you there and what you did after that awareness hit? I can only assume it wasn't instantaneous in the moment. Are you talking about letting go of the anger? Or the yeah, whole- like the anger. You had mentioned in the episode, I believe, about talking around like the dock work and being around there and just being so upset and so angry. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you had that awareness and you broke down and you're like, I got to make some changes. Yeah. I'm accepting responsibility. And then you started doing your three things every single day. Right. Just what was that like, the, the process it took to get there? Because it couldn't have been comfortable. No. It couldn't It was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. So the, the, the process was actually several years of making decisions that kept ending up blowing up in my face. And um, I did not understand why. I thought that... I you know it I think it was a little bit of entitlement. I thought that something different would happen. I didn't understand the consequences of my choices. I really did not understand the consequences of my choices. Primarily because I was running from a bad childhood, you know. I just wanted to get out. I I I was so scared that I would get stuck in the place that I went to high school, that town, those people, I was, it scared. Sure. There was nothing that was more terrifying to me that, than, than, than getting sucked in that, that place for the rest of my life. And what the weird thing was, was that even as a young man, it, it, like in my late teens, I could see very easily how people got stuck. I watched them. I looked at them. I looked at my friend's parents um, fathers, mothers, um, what their choices were. I knew their histories, you know, and I saw how one by one by one by one, all these people went from whatever their childhood was to getting stuck in this place that it was so obvious to anybody that was really looking that they couldn't possibly be happy with what they were doing. I mean, it was, I'm not going to get into what was going on with all these people, but it was very obvious that they were settling for life and they had got stuck in this place. And um, I just wanted to get out, but I didn't know how to get out. I mean, there was the whole this whole traditional way of getting out, but there's this whole story about why I quit high school and um, they lost my grades. I mean, it was this whole crazy thing that went on. Like, I just have to leave. I have to get out of here. I have to start working towards where I'm going, even though I didn't know mm-hmm. what that was. So I started making rash decisions based on the idea that I was scared to death to stay there too much longer or actually get stuck there. So it was making decisions kind of to get out of there as fast as I could. 
those decisions set me up in a situation where basically I couldn't take care of my family because I had not done enough of the right things in order to be able to financially take care of my family. I just, I had no skills. I had no education. I could drive a truck. I could drive a forklift. I could do manual labor. And that was about it. And that doesn't pay much, you know? And then I made the brilliant decision to get married and start having children at a very young age while I'm going through this. Um, And I think even though, I will say this, even though even though those ideas I think were very premature for me, part of the reason that I made them is because those were the stories that I heard from my parents and my grandparents. We got married, we did this, we struggled, but we made it and we got, you know, things worked out. So for whatever reason, I'm like, here's somebody I love and they want to go in the same direction as me. Like both of us, me and my wife were we're basically running from bad childhoods. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. You know, we we were sure. we were still kids. Although I do think, in a lot of ways, we were mature enough to be able to work and accept responsibility that way, and run our lives pretty decent. The the immature choices that had to happen for us to get out of the situations that we were in, they caused problems that took years to overcome. So that's when you know work is blowing up at me. I hated what I did. See, here's, I'm one of these people, if I hate it, I have a very difficult time getting myself to do it. I just can't. I can't. And I know that about myself. Um, I didn't know what to do with that back then. I know what to do with it today because I know how to do the things that I like. And plus I've trained myself and educated myself to have other options in life, which I didn't then. You know, I don't have to drive a forklift to eat today, but I did, you know, at that point in my life. So, I think the idea was that I started to get to the point, T, when I was so miserable with the way that I was living that I was I was ready. It didn't matter what the cost was. Show me the way out of this and I'll do it. I mean, I just got to that point like I had hit the bottom of the bottom as far as I was concerned and I needed to do something different. And that's when my mind like started me over. It restarted. Here's where you need to start from if you're going to get out of here, change your attitude. And then step by step by step, I got out of it really quick, which was to my amazement because I never thought that a change in your thinking from the perspective of where I was by the poor choices in my life could get me out of it so fast. That woke me up to a lot. I became so fascinated then with thought and how does a thought affect our life? And then, of course, millions of other questions that I was just like, I had to study this. I had to figure out how this happened. Yeah, it lit a fire. It, it totally lit a fire. Yeah. It lit a fire that I didn't even know was there. Right. Yeah. That's fascinating. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know that we, we don't like to live in the past, but I think it's so important for our listeners to hear that because they just see you as this guy who's got, you know, this, you figured it out. It was really easy. And you've talked about your seven years of study and all the yeah. The, toiling you went through to get to this position, but it all started with, you know, the, the, the thought processes and going through the changing of your attitude and showing up like you loved everything that you did and always being kind to people and, you know, being around you all these years and knowing you're one of the most kindness, compassionate and generous people. I think it's really important for people to hear that it's not always easy, but if you change your thinking, if you embrace that successful mind, 
amazing things are going to happen in your life as long as you commit to it, stay focused to it, and hold that will up yeah. every single day. I think and that's that, very true. Yeah, and that leads me to personal responsibility, which we talk so much about here, and accepting all the good, the bad, the ugly that we, you know, we deal with. And, <clears throat> and it's tough to swallow sometimes for so many people. You know, we want to relish in the goods, but, you know, you also got to understand that you're creating the bad as well. So, you know, this comes from true. following something that we really weren't trained to follow, or as you put it in the in the episode, the idea that everything or everyone has to change so that you feel better about yourself. How important is an awareness like personal responsibility coming out of the year that we just had around COVID and all the things we've experienced that haven't been so great? Because I feel like there's a lot of people who are maybe entitled right now and they feel like they got a raw deal through COVID and they want to just sit there and they're not doing anything about it. They're just sitting around waiting for something to happen. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing because we experienced something on a global basis that shook up the way that we understand the world. And the way that most of the people that are alive today, they were born into comfort. You know, uh, not everybody in the world, so I, I, I totally understand that. But anybody that's in a civilized country that's in a country that's a little bit more advanced that that has freedom of expression you were you generally were born into a much different world than a couple of hundred years ago period from technology to medicine to schooling to opportunities to possibility and it's very easy to say look at the way people you should be so grateful look at the way people had to live and what they had to go through back in this time in history or whatever it's like yeah that's great but it's not that it's not their experience, right? So they can't relate to it. You can say, here's what happened. You can intellectually try to understand the way those people lived. You can understand the way people maybe somewhere else in the, in the world are living through real hardship right now. Um, but you're not. So the problem is this. Even though we intellectually understand that we're not entitled to the way life is right now, that's not how we behave when it's taken away from us. Yeah. You know, we feel gypped. Sure. We feel like somebody took something from us. We feel like everybody else had an opportunity and our opportunity, whatever age range you are, this is being stolen from you. So the thing is, is that maturity and responsibility have to play a role here if you're going to move your life forward. The idea is that you can only change what you're willing to address in your own life. There's no way to turn the clock back. We can't un-COVID, right. you know, the right. world. Um, so the question is, what is what is the and, and and let me just pause one second. Every generation has their crisis. It's true. <clears throat> you know, our parents went through the Vietnam War. Our grandparents went through World War II. Mm -hmm. Their parents went through World War One and the Depression, you know, and and the Civil War and the Revolutionary yeah, we've War. Seen like it this just goes. Before. Yeah, this is this is a historic. Yeah. This is there are historic problems that happen to, that affect every generation, and most people experience some some difficulty, some hardship, some challenge in part of their life. This happens to be a global one. So, the idea is that we have to figure out a way, what am I going to do with my life now that there's this situation? I can't undo it. I can't change it. I can't go back and, and choose anything different. 
But if I accept responsibility for myself and I accept responsibility for how I'm experiencing this, then I can start to make choices that will allow me to move out of what I feel that this took from me and create something new moving forward in my life. If I don't do that, then I will stay whatever, locked up, recluse, um, angry, uh, uh, defleated, depressed, whatever, and the world will continue to get smaller and, and collapse around me. I mean, that's not a good thing for anyone. There are people that are having a hard time, really, really having a hard time with this. And I don't necessarily think it's all because of the idea of them being entitled. I think that there's been so much fear, sure, so much propaganda over the last year for various different major, major problems that we have. But through the repetition of daily being bombarded with it, it's going to affect people psychologically. I mean, you can't get away from it. You, and you have to stay informed to some degree, so you have to pay attention to what's going on. But every time you open that computer or you open your phone or you turn on the news, you're starting to see the same repetition that we've seen for the last year. It hasn't, it hasn't gone away. So it affects people psychologically, and, and if, if a person is affected to the point where they don't think that they can do anything about it, taking responsibility becomes difficult for that individual. But we have to remember that we, we can. That's, I think that's the point that you're really yeah, getting at, is yeah. that we absolutely can take responsibility, and it's through that window of responsibility that we'll find our individual way out. Yeah, you've got to really put a fence around your mindset in this time. You because if you, you don't really know what's true, what's false, what news outlet to true. go to, what's being reported, you just don't know. So as someone who's been on sort of a, you know, a self-imposed social media hiatus since October, I get my news through Steph or you or whoever is willing to share with me, but we don't sit and watch it 24-hour no. news cycles because it's the same thing over and over again. And, and that fear does make it difficult for people to accept responsibility because they don't know what to trust and their safety and security has that's, been shredded. That's a big issue right totally. now. Totally. People I mean, don't know what to trust. We acknowledge, we acknowledge that, that people died and people are hurt and people are suffering. We get that. But at the same time, if you're going to continue to live your life in this rhetoric of what's going on around you, it's like you drinking poison and expecting everyone around you yeah. to, to suffer from yeah. it. It's, it. You're just going to only make yourself uh, more and more disconnected right. from, from yourself and from your life. And I mean, we're talking about living your life here. So we know uh, the importance of what that looks like. And I hope that everybody can get to a place where they're, where me they're too. doing what they need to. Yeah, me too. Well, I love that you talked in this episode about the importance of repetition when mastering your mindset. Um, you said that you remove doubt and worry, and if you exercise the will to do the thing to set out to do, you're going to get there, and that's where that focus comes in. How does repetition help you in, in your own life when you're learning something new about yourself or when you're working on maybe a, a mindset that's a little shaky because of something you saw online or saw on the news? Repetition, how does it help you? So repetition is the mother of skill. It, it's how we learn. The subconscious mind is programmed through constant-based repetition. So anything that we do consistently, and we consistently repeat with the same amount of emotional quality, with the same intellectual standard, we're going to learn much faster. And it'll also help us change things, you know. So, for instance, if you are if you're looking at things and, and every day you're going, oh, this sucks, this is just fucking horrible, I can't stand this, you're repeating something negative to yourself over and over again, eventually 
that will be the only way that you can see the world. If you try to find gratitude in something every day, if you put forth the effort to do that every day and you repeat it, it allows that window in your mind to stay open where you could go, yeah, this is crazy, but this over here, this is still beautiful. You know, there's still something there. So it doesn't matter what we're repeating. It becomes our truth if we repeat it long enough. 100%. And gratitude is the key to getting yourself out of that. And I'm guilty as charged with this currently right now because I have, for some reason, I mean, COVID threw me for a loop. It, It totally... It made me go from being a fairly optimistic person to being a completely pessimistic person. And I've been speaking things into my existence that are negative uh-huh. and it's affecting me in my day-to-day life. You yeah. know, like let's, let's start with age, for, for example. You know, you get to a certain age in your life and all you can talk about is how old you are or how your knee hurts or how your ankle's sore or how your elbow doesn't quite work. And you just keep talking about it. And lo and behold guess what keeps showing up for me? My knees hurt, my ankle hurts, my elbow hurts. You're old. And I told, actually, just in fact, today, I was having a conversation with Steph, like, I need to stop speaking into existence that which I don't want. Because if I keep talking about it, um, I'm just going to continue to manifest all this, this hurt and this pain. And what's missing from all of that is the big G, the gratitude. I'm not giving it gratitude that I can go out in the morning and bang out a run and get my dog exercise and 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 eat whatever carb I want because I'm out there busting my ass in the morning and smiling while I'm doing it instead of a chore that I have to do. I got to keep this going. You know, it's just so interesting yeah. that you bring that up right now because it speaks directly to where I'm at. Be very mindful of what you say because if you're saying it, chances are you're going to live it out in some way in your life. You will. And, it and becomes it's the, real. It's that negative piece that people like myself, and I'm going to point the, the, the finger directly at me, it's got to change. And it, it changes through the repetition of the mindset. Today is a new day. I'm going to start here. Assess at the end of the day. That's why I love it. With the program you're running, you do a morning activity and an evening activity. And it really gets you thinking about how you showed up day to yeah, day. Absolutely. So powerful. Well, I mean, that was a on the on the side awareness that I just got by listening to you talk about that. Um, in the episode, there was a very unforgettable quote that you shared that I loved, and I wanted to re reintroduce that to the audience. What you abuse or don't use, you lose. Yeah. So what you abuse or don't use, you lose. Has the meaning behind that changed as you progress through your life and built this hugely successful company, or has it always meant the same to you now as it did back then? It's always meant the same to me. That was given to me. Uh, at a very important um, point in my life, a mentor gave me his phone number. And when he gave me his phone number, that's what he said to me. And I had never heard that before. And uh, of course, I never did. I never did abuse it. But I got to learn very much how true that statement is anywhere in a person's life. Um there are there's a certain balance that has to take place in order to keep things healthy in whatever direction business or or whatever it is that you're doing and if you abuse it it's going to go away if you don't use it it becomes stagnant and it doesn't work and you know that's one of the problems that a lot of people are having right now not i mean there's abuse going on out there there's no question but for the average individual it's what are you not using right now that will then kind of 
you know, it'll it'll lose its uh, importance or its excitement or enthusiasm. It will become non-real for you anymore. So that I don't think it's really changed much, other sure. than I, I'm probably more aware than ever of how true it is with everything. Yeah, it fades away. It's kind of like um, that yeah. that event euphoria, like when people go to one of your events and they're so euphoric and they want to go out and change the <coughs> world. And yeah. then if they don't use the skills you're teaching them in that event within you know a certain amount of time, they just it sort of just goes away and it fades away and then all that euphoria they were feeling coming out of it just sort of collapses in on itself and then you see them right back there again. I mean, the the cool part is people come to your events over and over again. It's because they learn something new every time and they take it and they use it and I'm going to come back and learn a new one but there's a large portion of people also that go get really excited, going to light up the world and then something happens and then it's like... A hundred percent. I used to liken it to like a a soup can with a rubber band. That rubber band is completely pliable but you know, you provide the soup can, I can put that rubber band around it and it holds its shape but if I take that can away... It just goes back. It's gone. So yeah, I love that. Well, as we wind this down in the episode, you went on to share the six steps to manifesting what you want in life. And I'm not going to share them here. So people that are listening to this, make sure you go back and listen to the episode and and listen to uh, them again if they need a refresher. But what I love about the steps that you provide is that it really shows that there's a process to bringing in whatever you want in this life. So for people out there who are not happy with where they're at for some reason or another, they're not getting what they want. Can you help them like generally see what they may be missing? Is it really as easy as accepting that personal responsibility or is there much more at play here? It's actually a little more basic than that. They don't know what to focus on every day. That's the reason for the six steps. It shows you exactly what to focus on to not only be happy and to be grateful, but to how to be productive in your life. If you're focused on the right things, you'll get the right results. Everything in the universe operates by cause and effect. And it was it was one of the most simple genius things that I first started to learn when I when I first started to study was somebody said, "What do you focus on every day? Whatever you focus on will be kind of the totality of the results that you're getting." And I was like, I never heard that before. What what do you focus on every day? And immediately I could see how my life had already changed because I had changed my focus and I could see where I could I could I could see how it was bad when I was focused on something that wasn't good. So it became a process of if you can control that focus every single day you can have the life that you want. You can really live the life that you want to live if you know what to focus on every day. I love that. All right. Well, as we put a bow on this episode, um, thinking back on how you've chosen to live your life, what stands out to you the most that you might be most proud of? And I know you've got a lot of accomplishments in your life, but is there anything and maybe a myriad of things that stand out to you that you're There are most so proud many of? things that I'm proud of. I mean, because I've helped so many people and I continue to find ways to help people, things that I'm, I'm passionate about. Um, I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of my kids, all kinds of things. I'm I'm probably most proud of the very first idea of if I'm willing to make this change, I could change my life. And if it, if I had not made that decision that day in that trailer, I do not believe I would be where I am today. Yeah. I think that. I would still be working in a warehouse somewhere or dead or gone or sure. just, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that it's that fork in the road moment we can all go back and look at, and I think my because it's know, the one that leads to everything else. Correct, right? Correct. Most people never make that change. That just that initial yes, I'm going to start following what my life's supposed to be about. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, that fork in the road moment, I, I love it. I love that you're able to be, you shared so much of yourself in this episode. I think it's great. And I, I, I'm so grateful to be a part of it. I love yeah. seeing what you've done. And your your origin story is is the stuff of legends. It's superheroes, but everybody can do it. Everybody. As long as they focus that will and live their life. You so bet. This has been great. Well, thanks for coming inside, David. You're so welcome. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.